Now we welcome in our analyst Robert Rosenthal from IlliniBoard.com for our final Sunday no huddle of the year. Robert, you're on the East Coast. You covered the Illini against Penn State on Saturday and their new head coach was there. You had a chance to talk with him. I'm wondering what your first impressions of him were like and just what, what you said to him. Uh, I've been asked that question a lot, obviously, you know, like, well, give me first impressions. What's he, what's he really like? And this and that, uh, honestly, my first like reaction is he's more of a commanding presence than I expected. You know, he, you know, he's a guy who likes to have fun and, you know, fun with the media and I'll say this, I'll say that. And, and so I, I expected him to be kind of a jokester or something like that, but he's very commanding in person. He's a deep voice, speaks with conviction. Um, uh, he, he's a good interview. It's a, it's interesting. He's very, you know, upfront and forward and, and friendly and everything else. You know, Lovey was always very, you know, somewhat reserved with the media. And here's the information you need to know. I think it's going to be a little different this time uh, with this coach. I think he's going to be pretty forward with the media and pretty, you know, out there saying what, what's on his mind. Now, how did you stumble into that interview? Was that just like you ran into him or did you have to go through, you know, an SID? How did that all work? Uh, yes. So uh, I was covering the game. Uh, I'm also out here covering the two basketball games. Uh, and so uh, the basically I was driving from Champaign to uh, State College. I decided to do it all in one day. I got up at 530 Saturday morning and was headed that way. And somewhere in eastern Indiana when I see an email on my phone saying Illinois has made a hire and I saw some news that he was going to be uh, driving up from New York for the game so I started to add it all together in my head of like wait a second uh, I'm the only media is going to be there and the coach is going to be there I can probably interview the coach so I, I contacted the SID and I asked for uh, interview and you know it was kind of all up in the air because they were flying in from Champaign and he was driving up and they just didn't know but as it worked out, he was doing a bit with uh, Fox Sports uh, at the end of the first quarter. And as soon as that interview was done, uh, they allowed me seven or eight minutes to, to stand and talk with him. Awesome. Now, where can people find that interview? And what were some of the things that you guys talked about? Uh, it's up on the site. It's up on the site uh, as the Bielema interview on IlliniBoard.com. It's also on my Twitter at Illini. I put it up there as well. Um, and we, we just talked. I just wanted to get some sense of what it was like for him Going back to college, you know, he's done a few years in the NFL after the Arkansas job. Uh, it seemed he was pretty happy in the NFL. And, you know, so I kind of want to know why back to college. What will it be like for, for you and your wife? And you have two little girls. Are you going to be leaving the New York Giants and, and living, you know, in the New York City area? And you're going to be back to a small town or at least a college town. Obviously not what the, the area he's <laughs> living in now. And he said... He, you know, he, for his wife, he said she couldn't be more excited. They, they love college towns. They loved Madison. They love Fayetteville and they're really excited to get to Champaign. So I think he's really excited to get back to college football and get back to building a program. And how do you feel about the Brett Bielema hire? Do you think he can be successful taking over here at Illinois? I do. I mean, you know, there's obviously the, well, the last five coaches haven't worked out. So six times a charm kind of thing here. <laughs> The, the last coach that didn't get fired from Illinois was hired in 1987. Uh, that's John Makovic who left in 1991. So, you know, obviously <laughs> it's been a while since there's a, 
uh, Illinois coach that has, that has built it to a sustainable level. Uh, there's been spots of success. So you have to cover it with that is, you know, if it hasn't happened for the last six guys, you know, will it happen for this guy? But uh, proven track record, I, I feel like even what he did at Arkansas, bad year first year, then he went six wins, eight wins, seven wins, and then a bad year and he was fired. I feel like at Illinois, you do a stretch of six wins, eight wins, seven wins, the next year they're going to be, okay, we're, we're totally fine if you went four and eight. You know, let's, let's get back there next year. So I think it's a little uh, easier path here. Uh, he knows the Big Ten, and, and we'll see if he can build it here. What kind of opportunity does he have with some of these seniors that might be coming back for another year of eligibility? Yeah, that's the that's probably the biggest question right now. Is there? Look, we saw in the Penn State game when a couple guys are out here and there, the depth has issues, and there were walk-ons on the field, and you know, Kirby Joseph had to move mid-season from wide receiver to safety, and then he's starting, and you know, there, there's some real depth issues, and he kind of has the opportunity here to fix some of that depth by asking some of these seniors, hey. Since this year didn't count, NCAA is giving you another year of college football. Uh, can you take it? If you want to take advantage of it, we'd love to have you, um, you know, fill some of those gaps. Because otherwise, he's, he's going to have to turn to the transfer portal and he's going to have to look to maybe junior college football, things like that, uh, since, since the re recruiting classes are mostly done for this season. No, I don't think Illinois made a very good first impression on him. Um, I, the game almost was put on the back burner this week just because of all the news. But what do you think w was going through his mind? I don't know if you talked to him a little bit about this. I mean, just watching this team play and my, maybe his first glimpse at them. Yeah, so when we talked, it was uh, mid, early second quarter. And he had been doing, I think he did another interview, maybe he had been doing this and then he had to go do this. I don't think he had watched much of the game at that point, just because of, Hey coach, we need you here. And then we're going to have you do this. And then you need to be here down in the tunnel to talk to Fox sports and everything else. So uh, I'm not sure he had mo watched much of it. Now, after I rode the elevator up with him and he was headed to Josh Whitman's suite uh, in, in the tower there. And so that's where he watched the rest of the game. So he didn't see Illinois score. Illinois had 21 at the time and ended with 21. Um, so I'm sure, you know, by the time he got to that suite, I'm guessing it was probably 42-21. So he basically saw a game that was already over that they just kind of played out. So yeah. I don't think he really had any thoughts uh, so much as it was, you know, do, doing his job and, and maybe checking out some of the team and 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 doing some of the interviews and, and getting ready for, uh, you know, for – take over this program starting today yeah I I will say though the first quarter of the game w was pretty fun to watch just the back and forth kind of offensive battle that there was yes yes it was crazy like you know when, when it was 21 14 after what nine minutes or something you know you started thinking is this going to be one of those 67 65 games like neither team has been able to stop uh, Illinois was done scoring after that. And so uh, it wasn't that game, but uh, look, I, it was fun for me to watch. There was a game in 2011 when Ron Zook was pretty much fired, but they had one game left. It wasn't like this one where the, the coach had already been fired. Um, 
but Illinois had lost five in a row. They were going to Minnesota. Minnesota was two and nine at the time. You were you were thinking oh, at least Illinois is going to show up in this game. At least there's going to be something. They had 150 total yards of offense the whole day. They lost horribly to a bad team. You could see that it was the season was over. Everyone knew the coach was fired. It was just a really lazy let's just get to the end game. So to see Illinois come out, to see these guys who just went through watching their coach get fired, you know, there's there's two coaches gone. There's a guy who's never called a defense before coordinating the defense. There's, you know, all this upheaval this week. They just found out in the morning before they play that they have a new coach, but they haven't met him yet. For them to come out like that and play good in the first quarter and take a lead and and everything else, it was just fun to see. They were obviously overmatched, and that's fine, and that's why there's a new coach. Um, but it, it was nice to see them, like, you know, show some fight and show some spunk and, and you know, a couple trick plays here and there and, and uh, you know, take a 21-14 lead. 56 to 21. I don't think that's the way anyone wants to end the season. But do you see anything that's maybe a little bit hopeful for the future as Illinois gets ready to head into this new era? I mean, yeah. I mean, you saw it with Isaiah Williams, and those first three touchdown drives were like, oh wow, this—that's what this kid can do. And and you know, again, it's not just the seniors that get a freebie year this year and can come back next year. Isaiah Williams returns as a freshman next year, if he returns, obviously, you know, coaching changes, who knows, but, you know, he would return as a third year freshman and have four years of eligibility. He could have, you know, he could be a four year starting quarterback at Illinois and he's starting as a third year player uh, in, in 2021. So it's, it's a, it's a different situation given everything that this COVID rule has, has done that a lot of these guys have another opportunity to come back and, and you know play longer careers and you know a guy like Owen Carney if he were to come back he didn't get a red shirt year had to play as a true freshman in 2017 finally started to put together this year second team all big 10 well now because of this rule he could come back and play a fifth year and maybe improve on second team all conference so there's a lot of opportunities out there to have these guys get one extra year and it'll be interesting to see how how Brett Bielman uh, uses it. And I'm especially excited for some of the freshmen that didn't get, well, all the freshmen who didn't get a spring, guys like Isaiah Williams and, and Reggie Love who didn't have that time to develop because who knows where they'll be next season. Correct, correct. Yeah, there, there's so much, you know, it, even with a scheme change, you know, that's one of the questions I asked him on the, when he did the game day bit on ESPN game day in the morning. He had said that, you know, he's learned some things in the NFL. He thinks going back to college, he would go with a 3-4 defense, you know, which hasn't been seen champagne since the Simeon Rice, Kevin Hardy days. And so, you know, that's interesting. Okay, well, who is coming back for that? And what players do you have? And what seniors can you convince? And what about getting these injured guys back? So there's all these questions of roster and who sticks around and, you know, does he – you know, junior college football is playing in the spring. Will there be 10 guys who emerge as, as Juco players who could really help a team? And would it be helpful for Illinois to have scholarships for that? And so there's just so much upheaval with not knowing what this, you know, the, the transfer rule is supposed to change in January to where players would be able to transfer, no questions asked, don't have to sit out. Everybody more or less gets a waiver. The first time you transfer, you are eligible the next season. If that passes, it's free agency in college football. So if he wanted to, 
he could go look at the roster from Tennessee to Washington and who cares and say, all right, here's the holes. Here's what we need. Um, those guys aren't playing. They just put their name in the transfer portal. They want an opportunity to play. How about come play first year for me at Illinois? So it's going to be fascinating to see how this all plays out. Right, but I think that's a double-edged sword as well because then that opens up the opportunity for, okay, these Illinois guys that maybe didn't get the opportunity here and, and might leave, which is inevitable, I think, is going to happen. Some players are going to leave after this season. Absolutely, yes. And, and who is connected to, you know, what, what assistants stick around, you know, how many of those players came because that assistant was here. There's just so much that goes into this. That's why this transfer rule will be – crazy for a new coach in that you know before there was the at least the you know the, there was no incentive well I'll say it this way like every player had to sit out if they transferred and so you thought about it you said eh, I'm not sure I play, came here to play for this coach this coach is gone I'm not sure what I'm going to do uh, but I don't know if I want to transfer because I, do I really want to stand on the sideline for an entire year and not be able to play now that those players can play wherever, whenever, you know, eh, they fired my coach. I've got an opportunity at Virginia Tech. I'm just going to go take it. I'm just going to go play there next year. And, you know, it's just like normal free agency in the NFL. And I played for this team one year and I'll go play for that team the next year. So it'll be really interesting how many players just say, hey, new coach, I'm, I'm going to go elsewhere. So we'll see. All right. Well, Robert, thank you so much. It's been a great season. We've got a great season ahead of us. Um, it's been a pleasure doing Sunday No Huddle with you this season. And as always, you can find Robert Rosenthal and more of his content on IlliniBoard.com. Robert, thank you so much. Appreciate it, Marley. Thanks.